Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Hey there. This is Jillian on Love, and I'm on a mission to teach people how to completely revolutionize their romantic relationships by transforming the relationship they have with themselves. So whether you're in a relationship, single, or heartbroken, I've got you covered. I'm Jillian Tarecki, certified relationship coach and teacher with over 20 years experience helping people transform their relationship with themselves through their minds, their bodies, and their breath. I've coached and taught thousands of people to become better versions of themselves and change the way they show up for and within their love lives. Today's episode is the things you need to know and the conversations you have to have before you get really serious with someone. So what do I mean by serious? When we start seeing someone, when we start dating someone, the whole dating to committed relationship, it goes through a series of phases. And the obvious is, you know, in the beginning, you're just dating. There's a ton of uncertainty. You don't know if you like each other. You know, maybe you really like them. You're not sure if they like you back. You don't know if they're seeing anyone. And then at a certain point, when two people are really interested in each other, you make the decision to not see anyone else. You make the decision to try to attempt to build a relationship with one another. And in order to do that, you need to focus on each other. You can't have the distraction of seeing other people or sleeping with other people. So that creates a lot of security initially, and it means that, you know, you can start having sex without protection, right? You start maybe having sleepovers, spending more time together, meeting each other's friends, meeting each other's families and whatnot. What do I mean by serious? And there's no set amount of time, but we decide, okay, yeah, I like you. I have really strong feelings for you. I don't want I don't want to see anyone else. I don't want you to see anyone else. I want us to really give this a go. But then there's the next stage of you have my heart and you have my future. And that is the agreement to live together. That's the agreement of the agreement to get married or do something comparable to marriage. It's the agreement to have children together. It's I'm committing my life to you. 
I'm committing myself to living my life with you. And that's a really serious commitment. And it's also, look, I'm committing my heart. Your, my heart is yours. I mean, it's, yeah, it's mine, but it's also yours. These are really big commitments. And the biggest mistake that I see people make, and I am certainly guilty of this too, I've done this, a lot, and I think that we learn the hard way, is that we give our hearts away to people who who are just not right for us because we're getting swept up by the emotion. We're getting swept up by the emotion, and we want to kind of lock it down. We want the certainty, and we want the security. So we get ourselves into relationships that Probably if we were to look at it more rationally, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty. we can say to ourselves, you know, that was not a relationship for me. And look, we all do it. But I do think that there comes a time in our lives where we have to be a lot more realistic and a lot more discerning. And we usually get to that point in our lives when we have had a lot of relationship pain where people have failed us, where we have failed others, where we've just made a lot of mistakes. And it's part of being human and why certain people will, you know, marry their high school sweetheart and be for the most part very content throughout the decades with this person. You know, how that happens versus someone who doesn't get into a healthy relationship. They learn the hard way and they're in their 50s by the time that happens. I mean, There's so many reasons that play into this, and that won't be the subject of today's episode, but it's just the reality. We all have our own journey, and some of our journeys include having more difficulty in romantic relationships, while others have an easier time, but maybe they have a harder time when it comes to money and career. So we all have our thing. But as I said, there are certain things that we need to really know and conversations that we have to have to really start a new relationship on the right foot and also to ensure that who we're committing to is the right person. Look, there are no guarantees. That doesn't mean you follow all these steps. It doesn't mean that things could possibly potentially not work out in the future, but you have a much, much better and greater chance of it working out with these considerations. Because the most important thing when we are building a relationship with someone is like, think of architecture and building a home. Every home needs a sturdy foundation, otherwise the home falls apart. So when we build something One of the laws of building is you build from the ground up. And you start with foundation. And what I see a lot of people do, and like I said, I've been there, is they start from the top and then they realize, oh my God, we have no foundation. And this is what I mean by going slow. Going slow doesn't necessarily mean let's wait a while before we commit to each other. It means let's not play house with each other, barely knowing anything about each other. 
Let's not, you know, two weeks in spend a week living together or a month in live together for a week, you know, barely spending any time with our friends or our family. Let's not drop everything in our lives for each other when we don't even know each other. And what I see is people playing house and playing, you know, married life when they barely know each other and they don't have any foundation. And so you build the foundation of any relationship is trust and security. That's it. If there's no trust and there's no security, there's no foundation. And like I said, I see people playing house and they haven't built trust with one another. They haven't built security with one another. And then they get very attached to each other. They start having all these expectations of each other. And yet they don't have foundation. And then that's the crash and burn relationship. It takes time to build trust and security. And it takes time, therefore, to build foundation. And these are some of the things that I'm going to discuss today, or basically everything that I'm going to share with you today, are part of the building blocks of a foundation that is absolutely essential to have before you say, I do, before you say, you have my heart and no one else is going to get access to my heart, before you say, I'm committed. I'm planning my future around you. I'm planning my future with you. I'm talking about moving in with you. Are you moving in with me? I'm thinking about having a child with you. I'm wanting a ring or wanting to give a ring. So this is what you need to know before you do that. And I guess another way to refer to it would be sort of green flags. This episode is brought to you by HelloFresh. I don't like going to the supermarket. I don't have the time usually. And I like things to be delivered to me. But most of the time when things are delivered, you know, it's not the best quality ingredients. Well, that's where HelloFresh comes in. From HelloFresh, you can get farm-to-table quality, which is really, really important, with every HelloFresh box. It has seasonal ingredients that are picked at peak ripeness and travel actually from the farm to your doorstep in less than seven days for fresh flavor. And that is so incredibly important. And I know that if you're really busy and you don't have time to cook or you have a whole household that needs to be fed, then this is absolutely for you. When I have to figure out what's for dinner and then I look in my fridge and I see that nothing is there and then I have to go out and get something or I have to resort to takeout, I just don't like it. I want to eat well. I want to eat the highest quality foods, but I also really need the convenience of things being delivered to me. And HelloFresh is a lot more convenient than grocery shopping. And by the way, it's also cheaper. It's 25% less expensive also than takeout. So it's a win-win. So no matter your lifestyle, you'll always find great recipes on the HelloFresh menu. You can even swap proteins and sides to make a recipe just how you'd like it. So just having that flexibility, amazing. So make sure 
when you're running out of time, just order HelloFresh and it will make your life so much easier. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Jillian16 and use code Jillian16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Again, that's go to HelloFresh.com slash Jillian16 and use code Jillian16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping in no particular order. Number one, what you need to know before you get serious and take that next step and also to build foundation and trust is how do they behave And what do they do or not do when they're not their best selves, when they're under a lot of stress or going through a hard time? In other words, what are the choices that they make? Do they make choices that are destructive or do they make choices that help them move them closer to more internal equilibrium? Do they communicate or do they get guarded or closed off? Do they shut down? Do they lean on friends when they go through a hard time or do they completely isolate? In other words, are they willing to take the necessary steps and get the help that they need to get them back on track? And even this can be just... They could be dealing with something major or they could be dealing with just the everyday stresses or they're having a bad week. In other words, do they take care of themselves? Or when they're going through a hard time, do you see them go deeper and deeper into self-destructive patterns and habits and or addictions? You need to know this. And you need to know this about yourself because I don't recommend committing to someone who is destructive if they close off when they're under stress, they act disrespectful in any way. We need to do that for ourselves. We need to be safer partners. And we need to demand security from a relationship. Now that doesn't mean you demand that your partner change to give you security. It means this is a standard of mine. I know I can't build a foundation with someone if every time they're under stress, they go down a self-destructive path and completely shut me out. Number two, How do you handle conflict together? I would not get married to, totally commit to, have a child with, move in with. I wouldn't do any of that until I knew that we handled conflict well together. That doesn't mean the absence of conflict because conflict is very important. I'll tell you why. You don't want too much conflict. You want more harmony than you want disharmony overall. Because then if you don't, then basically what you have is an unhealthy relationship. But the reason why conflict has some value in a relationship is that it means that you both have your own minds. 
You have your own will. You have your own mind. You're autonomous beings who disagree sometimes. And that's okay that there's some fire there between the two of you. But how do you handle conflict? Is there a pattern of shutting down and the other person chasing? Do you sweep conflict under the rug? Do you handle it straight on and say, let's fix this? Is there one of you who wants to fix and the other one wants to sweep it under the rug? Because how you handle conflict together will be what defines your relationship. It just will. And if you can handle conflict well together, then you have a really good shot in making this relationship last. If you don't, you have a really good shot of this relationship not working. Let's just say you don't handle conflict as well as you would like. See a couple's counselor and see if you can get to a place where you can handle conflict a lot better. And make sure you get to that place before you take that next level of commitment. That is so key. So I'll reiterate, it is perfectly normal and okay to see a couple's counselor if you have this really great relationship. Your values are aligned. You're compatible. You have a great time together. You have great sex. There's so much going for you. But there's a hiccup in the way that you handle conflict with one another. Go straight to a third party and try to work it out. Be diligent about working it out. And if you can't, then that's a big red flag. But you got to try. Number three. Is it safe for you to open up to them? And vice versa. Can you be vulnerable with them? Can you share about your struggles with them? Can you be weak around them? Can you share about past trauma with them safely? Can you express an opinion that differs from theirs safely? Vulnerability is incredibly important to make a relationship work. And two people who are able to be vulnerable with each other create safety and trust between each other. So we have both a responsibility to make it safe for someone else to be vulnerable with us, but we also have a responsibility to actually give someone a chance and open up to them because vulnerability is key. And we have to be able to see if our vulnerability can be respected. Can't build or sustain a strong relationship without the willingness to open up. And you can't build or sustain a healthy relationship with a sturdy foundation without feeling safe to open up. Number four. Do they talk about the future with you? Can you both talk about the future with one another? I would not commit to anyone who doesn't want to talk about the future, doesn't want to make plans, who doesn't, you know, who's always saying, let's just live in the moment. I mean, sure, there's, of course, there's tremendous value in living in the moment. But you have to be able to talk about future goals and dreams. And if someone is resistant to talking about the future with you, something's up. And I would communicate and say, we need to be able to talk about these things together. Number five, before you truly commit to someone, 
and take the next step with them. And in order for you to create a foundation of safety and trust, you need to know all their bad habits, all their personal struggles, and you have to have seen them at their worst and accept them anyway and love them anyway. You need to know their past and if they're, they have a shady past or whatever, something in their past that could make someone feel uncomfortable, you need to be comfortable with it. You have to 100% accept the path that they have taken that has led them to you. And of course, vice versa, this has to go both ways. Is anything being held against you about your past or anything that you struggle with? That's different than someone saying or you saying to someone, look, you know, there's this thing that you struggle with. I think you need to get help. And it's very important to me, one of my standards is that when something is really destructive in a person's life, that they take that seriously and they get help. But that aside, we all have bad habits. We all have parts to ourselves that are less than savory, and we need to accept it. If you don't accept it, someone fully for who they are, you're going to want to change them, and that does not work. And you'll end up being resentful of them. And that doesn't work. So you really need to know this person. You have to see them when they just are not their best, don't look their best, all of it. And say, I still love you. And that has to be reciprocated 1000%. Otherwise, This person's not for you and you're not for them. It's really just that simple. And if you say to yourself, everything is perfect. There's just this one thing. I'm here to tell you right now that one thing that seems really small is going to be the thing that controls your relationship once you get married or whatever, you get more serious with each other. So don't discount that one thing that's really bothering you about them that you're secretly hoping will change or that you're secretly hoping will just kind of disappear or go away or you'll kind of get over it. It really has to be. That bad habit of yours, yeah, sometimes it annoys me, but whatever, I accept it. (laughs) It's you. I love you anyway. Our next partner is Athletic Greens. I take AG1 by Athletic Greens every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted a lot of things. I wanted better gut health. I wanted more energy. I wanted my immune system to be stronger. And I hate taking a bunch of pills and vitamins and wanted a supplement that actually was easy to take, tastes good, and just goes in water. I take AG1 in the morning before I start my day, and it makes me feel really good. It feels like I'm doing something really good for my body, sort of like I'm giving my body the nutrition it craves and that I'm covering my nutritional basis because sometimes it's hard to do. It's hard, like I said, for me to keep up with a supplement routine. I don't like taking a bunch of pills and a bunch of different products, especially because you don't really know who to trust but AG1 makes that so much easier. Very quickly, I noticed that it helps me with 
improved digestion, my hair and skin feels great, and I also got much better sleep since being on it. So why take a bunch of different pills when you can just mix one scoop of powder in water once a day? AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without having to do a lot. It's kind of the healthiest thing you can do in under a minute. It's one scoop of powder mixed with water once a day. AG1 gives you increased energy, mood support, and making it just easier to live your life. The all-in-one formula makes it easy for me to cover my nutritional basis every day because every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients of the highest quality that give me major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. My AG1 is delivered to me every month, so it's been super easy to make it a daily habit. I also get the single-serving travel packs, so I never have to miss a day. I just mix the powder into ice-cold water and drink it first thing in the morning. That's it. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash jillianonlove. That's athleticgreens.com slash jillianonlove. Check it out. So what are the conversations that people must have and an alarming amount of people don't have before they take the next step of fully committing to one another? Number one, kids. Are you going to have them? How many, how do you want to raise them, and what's your timeline? So if you are in a relationship with a woman, you need to know her timeline. You need to know if her expectation is that she have children within the next year or two. And if you are a woman, you need to communicate your expectation there. And the two of you have to have a conversation because the amount of relationships I've seen completely go to hell because two people did not have the conversation about timeline when it came to having children. And then they had all these expectations without communication. I mean, expectations without communication is the road to resentment. And resentment, when it's not dealt with, becomes a giant monster called contempt and contempt ruins ruins relationships. And it's just, like I said, it's that simple. So you have to have this conversation. And the kids' conversation is usually just not one conversation. It's usually a series of conversations. It's the conversation that you have when you start dating. Do you want to have kids? Yes. Oh, great. Me too. It's the conversation you have as you start to get more serious about how many kids, when, you know, how do we want to raise them? How does religion, if at all, play a factor? How does spirituality play a factor? What holidays will we celebrate? What will our kids' relationship be with their grandparents? Right, so this isn't just one conversation. This is usually a conversation, all these conversations that I am about to outline for you, seven of them to be specific, 
they're conversations that you probably will revisit a few times within the duration of your relationship or the duration of your relationship leading up to a certain amount of time. But it's not just, okay, let's have this conversation and then we're done. So don't have that expectation. Oftentimes, the quote-unquote important conversations that we have with a significant other or a date is they are part of a package deal. They, it's just, it's not a one-time conversation. So number one, kids. Two, where do you want to live? And that includes lifestyle. What kind of home do you want to have? Do you want to be renting or do you want to be owning? Do you want to live in the country? Do you want to live in a city? Do you want to travel abroad? Do you want to have many homes? Do you want to have just, you know, one home? Where do you want to live and how do you want to live? It's very important. If you always pictured yourself living in nature and someone is saying, you know, I really don't want to be in nature. I want to be in the city. This is something that needs to be discussed, and it could be a deal breaker. I can't say if it is or isn't. Only you can decide how important it is to you, but either way, it's a conversation that needs to be had. And number three, money. How you like to spend it, how you like to share it, who makes more money, who's going to spend more money, what are you going to spend your money on? Will there be a joint bank account? How do you like to live? Do you like to live in luxury? Do you like to have, are you more frugal? Money, sex, politics, all these things are the things that can destroy a relationship. They can make or break a relationship. So you have to understand each other's belief systems around money and how you like to spend it versus not spend it. It is entirely up to you if it's a deal breaker, if you like to spend it and live really well and someone likes to live a more modest lifestyle. So much of relationship is negotiation. So only you can decide what really works. And it really just depends on how the two of you negotiate. But you have to get really clear because money is a big one. And people have the expectation And the belief when they get into a relationship with someone, I mean, people think that their partner automatically sees money and handles money the same way that they do. And that's not necessarily true. If you're very responsible with money and your partner is very irresponsible with money and then you decide to get married and have kids, that's going to be a tough one. So you have to talk about it. You can't ignore it. You can't just hope that it goes away. You can't justify it away because you don't want to lose this person or you don't want to rock the boat. You got to talk about it. Number four, roles. That could include gender roles. If you're going to have kids, is there going to be someone staying home with the kids or are you going to hire help to help with the kids? Is there someone expected to cook and clean? And who is that? What are the roles? You have to be in alignment with this. This is really important. Otherwise, I don't see it working out. It just, you have to be in alignment. Again, this is not just one conversation. And this might 
changed throughout decades of being together, by the way. So you might, again, like I said, with all these conversations, you might have to revisit them. I'm talking about really being in that important moment of, is this person really going to have my heart? And vice versa. We got to talk about, and if we're going to think about living together, then we have to understand what our roles are, what our duties are in the household. Who's going to clean? Or do we clean up after each other? You know, do we have different chores that are allotted to each of us that we are going to commit to? What is that going to look like? How is that going to look? Discuss it. Number five, values. So it might seem fairly obvious, but you need to know. And this could have been, you know, one of the things that you needed to know before you make a commitment. But I think I see it in both lists. You need to know that you share the same values. And I think that you have to have a conversation. And this is if you really want an extraordinary relationship, which is what I like to teach the building blocks for a great relationship, not just an okay relationship and certainly not a toxic one. What are the values that you are going to uphold as a family together? What are the values are you, that you're going to live by as a couple? What are the main values if you decide to have children that you're going to instill in your children? What is going to be the value system of your home? What are the top three values that define the two of you as a couple? Is it going to be like love and connection and family and health and freedom? Is it going to be peace and love and adventure? Have that conversation. It really is an extraordinary conversation to have. And even if you're listening to this and you've been in a marriage for many, many years, have these conversations now. It's not too late. You can have these conversations now and make your relationship or your marriage stronger. Number six, sex. So again, the talking about sex should begin before you become sexually intimate with someone. So talking about sex, I believe, is an ongoing conversation between two people in a relationship, regardless of the stage of relationship that they're in. Talking about what makes you feel safe and comfortable, the things you want to explore, what turns you on versus what turns you off, what your expectations are after having sex with someone, which is why I tell people frequently, don't have sex with someone until you know that you're in a committed or monogamous relationship with someone if that is what you want. Because a lot of people, younger women in particular, will have sex and then they have this unspoken expectation that now that there's sex, there's a relationship and that is not true. So you have to have this conversation if you've been burned a lot in the past and you want to protect your heart and your boundaries, you have to talk about this from the very beginning. And then it's something that needs to be revisited a lot. 
if you are moving on to the stage of possibly living together and children and maybe marriage, it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do weekly to make sure that we continue to have sex even if life gets really busy with work and parenting? What are we committed to doing? How are we going to commit to keeping the chemistry, the sexual and physical chemistry alive in our relationship? Are we going to go on dates? Are we going to have adventures? Are we going to have a few weekends apart here and there to create longing? What is it that we need to do to make it so that we have a strong sex life, if that is what is important to you? And also talking about you need to get on the same page about sexual desire, you know, what really is the turn on for you? How much sex do you want to have? What is it about your partner that is a really big turn on? Let them know. What is it about your partner that they do that maybe is not the turn on? Let them know. Have the conversation. It's not easy, but when you do have the conversation, the benefit of it is that it actually brings you closer. Number seven. There are some issues that will likely never go away between you and this person. Are you willing to tolerate certain issues just never going away? Are you willing to agree to disagree on certain issues and not allowing those issues to be the thing that defines your relationship? And that's a really important conversation to have with yourself. Because we have to, first and foremost, when it comes to being in a relationship with someone and committing to someone, first and foremost, we have to be honest with ourselves so that we can then be honest with the other. And we have to be honest with ourselves about the things that we can tolerate and the things that we can't tolerate. And then we have to discuss with this person our boundaries and expectations and standards and to hopefully get on the same page as all of that. But you can't have these expectations without being honest with yourself. And you certainly cannot have expectations that you don't share with this person. Because everyone deserves a chance to adjust to the other's boundaries. You might have boundaries and expectations that are completely foreign to your partner and vice versa. So you have to have these conversations. And so, yeah, these are the things that I know for sure I never considered. And like I said, if you're someone who's, you know, you play house very early on with someone and you really don't know much about them, or you've never been that discerning, or you've, you've been afraid to consider these things because to consider some of these things might mean that you have to see things that you have been in denial about. And to bring them to light might mean that this isn't the right person for you. And I would just say you have to be brave and face them because the alternative is always worse. The alternative of not having these conversations, of not actually facing the truth, 
of not understanding these things and being honest with yourself and with the other only will lead to pain. It's just that simple. And so do this first and don't discount the certain things that you need to know. First, they don't just get better. Moving in together is not going to make the person change or your problems disappear. Marriage is not going to make the person change or the problems disappear. They're just going to grow and grow. So face it. Anyway, so this episode are the things you need to know and the conversations you must have before you get serious with someone. These are the things that you need to know and the conversations you need to have in order to build the most important thing you need to build in order for a relationship to thrive, and that is foundation. Foundation is trust and security. Everything that we build from the ground up, if we want it to be secure and last, that is a law of nature. And without foundation, if you just go head in first and you just let it all be about attachment and chemistry and, you know, emotions, and you don't build certain things and you don't really get to know each other and you're not honest with yourselves or with each other, the foundation is going to crumble and you are going to find yourself in that same position of why don't my relationships last? Why do I have such a hard time here? So let this be your guide to help you build foundation with someone. And please share this episode with anyone who you think this could help, regardless of where they are in their relationship journey. Recently heartbroken, single and looking, just starting to date someone in a situationship, married 20 years and wanting to really strengthen their relationship. You just don't know whose life you could be significantly helping just by clicking share. And if you have any comments, please reach out to us at hello at jillianonlove.com. I love to hear comments. I love to hear how maybe you've integrated some of the lessons that I'm teaching here into your life and how they've helped. Please review and give us a great rating and that would really help as well. I appreciate all of you and thank you for being here. Until next time. Jillian on Love is a Q Code production, executive produced by David Henning and Steve Wilson, produced by Ryan Countshouse, edited in music by Will Tendy. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible, and if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. 
Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code SAVE to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code SAVE for a 25 cents per gallon bonus.